LinkedIn presents. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Uh, see, we're doing uh, firing uh, stories. We're um, not necessarily firing stories, but just talking about you know layoffs, firings. Um, I think you know we'll touch on. Uh, you know, having to let certain people go at, at DCP and and obviously we're not going to talk specifics of like who they are and all that, but just kind of more around the way of like, you know, we had to let somebody go early on who was like, you know, young. We were really trying to bring them up and was actually like a mentee of mine, but also we were growing quickly and, and really needed more, you know, expert help. But it was you know still tough. But then we also had you know let somebody go for real reasons of like, OK, they just didn't, didn't mesh with the company culture and that there were warning signs early that we should have let the person go. And I gave them this extra, you know, month, two months, and that actually only made things worse. So it's like even showing the flip side of of when you want to try to retain somebody, but you know, deep down that they don't, you know, they're not, they don't fit the culture that can actually exacerbate the problem. Um, And then I think also then touching on letting somebody go where it's like, Hey, the company's going a new direction. We were grooming somebody for a certain role and now we no longer need that role. And how tough that can be to let somebody go in that kind of instance. It's like this person didn't do anything wrong. But at the same time, for us to be able to continue on the track that we're trying to go down, you know, we have to reorganize the company. So I think hitting on those things. Welcome to our second season of Entrepreneur Struggle, where each week we talk to founders and freelancers about their journey, creating and scaling up their business. My name is Chris Colbert, and I'm the founder and CEO of the media company DCP Entertainment, as well as the video and podcast recording space, Podstream Studios Times Square. I'm excited to announce that this series is now part of the LinkedIn Podcast Academy, so make sure to check out our show notes for information about our newsletter and live events. To kick off our new season, I decided to bring on DCP Entertainment's Chief Operating Officer, Adele Coleman. Now, recently, her and I have had a lot of conversation around the mass layoffs happening across the media and tech industries. And even though our first thoughts and well wishes are for the people directly impacted by these firings, we also felt like it would be a really good time to address the other side of these kinds of situations. What is it like having to fire people? And so I invited Adele here to help me talk about what it has been like for us having to let go talented and promising people here at DCP, as well as back during our time together at SiriusXM. Hey, Chris, thanks for having me today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for, you know, being the kickoff for this new season of Entrepreneur Struggle. Yeah, I'm super excited. Congrats, by the way, on this new season. Yes, thank you. Happy to be doing this with LinkedIn now. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, we know why we're here today to just kind of talk through the journey, the struggle that is being an entrepreneur. And, you know, we've been seeing a lot of layoffs and just like a lot of ship, a lot of changes you know, happening and happening in the industry. And, you know, it's been impacting us because we've been talking a lot about it. And I feel like it's kind of putting us in a position, like you said, to kind of recount our own journey. So I think it's important to have that discussion because we don't think about what it's like to be on the other side, you know, Mm -hmm. of being the person to deliver that. And especially, you know, coming from working for, for a corporate entity into your own. So I'm sure you have things that are similar on both sides, but also things that are a little bit different when you go from like a large company or smaller or different things that we can discuss. So first I was going to say for you, like overall and seeing all these changes happen in the podcast community or just overall, how has it impacted you seeing a lot of people getting laid off like that? 
It's been tough. And I think, you know, more recently, uh, SiriusXM let a lot of people go. And that's where you and I used to work together. So a lot of our friends, a lot of my former colleagues, people who are super talented, just being laid off. And I get it. You know, sometimes as a company, you have to let people go for financial reasons or, you know, just reorganization. And so, like, I understand that sometimes you have to let good people go. But it's still just from the outside looking in. It's just tough to watch people kind of struggle through that. And in media, I don't know if a lot of people realize this. And this might be the same in other industries. But in media you literally get let go the same day. Like you don't get like a two week notice. It's, hey, you're done today. Clear out your stuff. You got to go. Because we work in such a, um, a, on such kind of, you know, kind of platforms where you can mess up an entire company. Like you can go live on the air and start saying some horrible things or, you know, you can sabotage something, which has kind of happened to us once before. Um, and so yeah, like I get why it has to happen that way, but it still sucks as you, you see people being let go, especially at a company that you used to work at. So no, I, I really feel for everybody that's been going through these layoffs recently. Yeah, it's been it's been really tough. It's funny you say that, like the same day energy, because I used to always be like, huh, you know, we had access to the little scrolling marquee as serious of what everyone could see. Like, I was like, huh, I wonder if ever it's my day, would I be bold <laughs> enough to be like typing an angry message for all the, <laughs> the people who are driving the cars to see? I did not. But I thought about it. The thought did cross my mind. Once yeah, so what Adele was talking about is like on, <laughs> on the SiriusXM radios here, there's a little thing that says, like, here's the name of the show. Here's the phone number to call. And, like, we as producers or board operators, you control that. So, yeah, you can literally type any message you want. You can be like, fuck SXM. Or, Basically. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, hence why, yes, you get let go the same day. <laughs> right? I, the thought did cross, cross my mind. I was like, if ever. But I, I did not. Um <laughs> But yeah, so, you know, like you said, it's it's been a, a journey overall. So let, let's get into that. I think um, we should start kind of like in your early time over at Sirius. I guess what was one of the most memorable times that you had to let someone go? And like, what was that process like for you? And, you know, did you feel like it was justified? Well, and I'll, I'll quickly frame too. like before we got on recording, you would ask me, like, do I remember, you know, firing me, you know, the first person I fired? And honestly, I don't. As sad as that may sound, like you would think that would be something that stood out in my mind. But at this point in my career, I've probably fired over 20 people. I've lost count. And, you know, so it, it, unfortunately, it's difficult to remember the first time. But there are those ones that really stand out. Um, like I remember at Sirius and this was actually towards the end of my career there before I decided to leave. Um, I once had to fire somebody that I actually didn't want to fire. My bosses told me I had to fire this person. And it really was like a cost saving thing. It was actually, you know, so we could uh, you know, get some new resources into the sh- uh, into our uh, channel. And so the person I was firing was based in D.C. I worked up in New York. You know, actually, they work closely with you down there in D.C. And so I remember, you know, I never want to do these things on the phone if I don't have to. So I would get on the train and go down. And I remember doing this on like a Friday. Like, okay, let me end the week with this. That way they kind of know what's happening going into uh, the following week. And, and, you know, maybe can even take the weekend to really process things. So I took like the early train down. And as I'm going down, I realized that this person actually was a host. So I forgot to frame that. So this person was a host. They do a lot of events outside of, you know, just being on the air. And I noticed just this thing of of uh, them actually going to be hosting or, or on a panel at an event and representing the company. And so as I was getting close to actually arriving, I hit up my boss to say, I don't think we should fire this person right now because this could look really bad for them personally and also could make us look bad if they're now showing up to this event as this ambassador for SiriusXM. 
And mind you, they now just found out they got fired. So now they either feel like they're misrepresenting themselves or now they have to say publicly to a crowd that this is what just happened. So I decided like, you know what? I'm going back to New York. I didn't fire the person that day, but then I still had to wait to that following Monday to do it. And so that one always sticks out in my mind because I don't think anybody knew that that happened outside of me and, and my boss. You know, that I literally went down to fire somebody and then turned right back around and didn't do it. Um, and, you know, eventually had to do it the next day. But now that just literally sat on my mind that entire weekend. And it's just like, it's never fun firing anybody. And I, I know we're going to get into a lot of that as we kind of talk about different stories. But um, yeah, I, I, it probably ruined my weekend a lot more having to sit on it than, you know, if I would have just done the firing and, and you know, it, it's you know, kind of sad to say, but like kind of gotten it, do- gotten it done and over with. Um, it, it sucks when you just know that you're about to, to change somebody's life in, in a certain kind of way and you have to sit on that news. Um, so, yeah, I think that was probably one of the most memorable firings that I had to do, you know, early in my career. You know, and when you approached that situation, you know, once it kind of came to be because it kind of was like a, the reason behind it wasn't like this person had done something wrong. It just kind of was a situational. How What was that headspace for you like even just kind of impro- approaching it? Were, were you nervous? How did you know what to say? Like, oh, I always I'm always extremely nervous going into laying somebody off, whether it's for cause or not, you know, because even if it's for a real reason, like even if they've done something wrong, you still want to be very careful about your language. Like you don't want to, you know, say anything that's going to get you in trouble HR wise. Um, But you want to be honest. You want to be honest with the person. So in this particular instance, I was honest of like, hey, we're letting you go. But it's not because you're not talented. It's not because you weren't doing things right. Like, it's honestly because there's a reorganization happening. And we need, you know, I was honest, of like, we needed this money to be able to do more for this channel. Um, and that's not what the person wants to hear. But I'm very much a person who likes to deal and just being honest. And it's just, uh, to me, easier to do. And I think that person even asked me outright, like, was this your decision? And I had to tell them, no, like I, I had to be honest in that, too, to say, no, it wasn't my decision, but it is my responsibility that you, you know, report to me. So I was not going to let me you know, make somebody else do this either. I actually think in that case, I remember my boss actually he actually did ask me if he you know, if, if I wanted him to do the firing. And I said, no, no, it's on me. This is my you know, this is my staff member. And even though it's not my decision, you know, I owe it to them to, you know, to talk to them and, and let them know the news. And so. Um, I think also letting this person know that I know they weren't happy about being fired, but I think that also, I think that helped with our relationship eventually, you know, for them to understand that I'm just going to be blunt and honest about it. And I think that's the other approach I take with going into these things. I think, you know, you and I have talked about this and some of the firings we've had to do with DCP, where once I get on the phone with you and I'm going to let you go, or if I'm in person with you, I try to jump right into it. Like I'll do a a quick, like, Hey, how you doing? But I just want to get straight to the point. I, I don't want all the, you know, uh, lack of better terms, but you know, all the niceties beforehand. Like, no, let's just get to it and and get this thing over with. Rip the bandaid off. Yeah, I think it's just something to say with that too, because you know you could be very empathetic, but you're also like just kind of not trying to like waste their time either and getting to yeah. the the point of it too, or or be misleading and have them think it's one thing when it's not. You know, and so it's like. I guess for me, I, I definitely get that, but it's just such a tough position to be in. You know, in general, where you know, you feel like you, you're more of an empathetic boss. And like, now here's this time. And it's like, you don't, you know, you might feel like this is not something that you really want to do, but it's more so something that you have to do. You know, I'm not saying all bosses like there, there are some that are just like, eh, I don't care, you know? <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I definitely. And then like the, the that long train ride home, like what was that like then kind of oh, headed back? That was miserable. Yeah. Because again, it's like and I now know it was all like on the way down. I was already dreading the conversation and having the conversation 50 times in my head. And now on the train ride back, it's the same thing. It's like, crap. Now I have not only this train ride, but the whole weekend to think on this. And also now trying to figure out, okay. Do I let them know that I came down on Friday and I decided to wait till Monday, which I you know ended up not telling them that whole part. But yeah, no, it was tough, and I it, it took a lot out of me not to just like you know uh, you know grab a drink on the train ride back. It was still the morning time, so like, all right, it's a little too yeah. early to start drinking. But it very much was like I just need to escape. Like this this sucks, and I think that's what we don't always think through. And I've had bosses that have had to let people go. Like I don't think we think about we I don't think we're always empathetic to the person doing the laying off um right. understand that this is not easy for them um and so like you know that was that serious but we've had similar situations at dcp so you know one of the first people we ever brought on was somebody who was a mentee of mine and somebody who was kind of more you know they had just kind of graduated not even kind of they had just graduated college so they're very new um and so we were you know basically doing like onboarding kind of training while they were working giving them smaller tasks and all of a sudden, we just started getting more and more shows and the work became more complicated. And this person just really couldn't keep up with that pace, you know, just given the fact of just their experience. And so we had to let somebody go who was somebody I was highly invested in, but yet they really didn't do anything wrong. They just didn't have the full skill set for what we needed at that time. And so, like, that yeah. was another situation of just, like, really dreading that conversation. And Oh, yeah. I was going to say, you, I I dreaded that Um a lot because that was my first experience in in that position, you know, going from, you know, working, you know, at Sirius and and having staff, but not really having like an authority to do those types of things versus like now. And I remember like even talking to an aunt who works in HR, like, what do I say? You know, because to your point earlier, it's like you don't want to say something like wrong or I think for me, you know, I, it was very empathetic in a space where, like, I agreed. I, I didn't feel like, you know, I don't know. It's, I think just when you grow up and you're looking at corporate, you feel like a person has to do something absolutely terrible in order to get fired. And I couldn't rationalize that, you know, in that case, you know. And so, you know, I was just honestly, Chris, I was scared. I was like, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to approach this. I don't know what to do. And you know, I'm glad that, you know, we were able to approach that situation together. Um, but even for you kind of going in that, like you said, that was someone that you were kind of helping guide, you know. So what was that like for an emotional standpoint? Did you did you feel even kind of more worse kind of going into that situation? Or Yeah, it was I, I, to to put it in the words a little tough, but I, I, I guess the closest you know, motion to kind of put it on is like disappointment, but almost like disappointment in my disappointment in myself that I couldn't do the things that I said I was going to be able to do for this person, you know, within the company. Now, it doesn't mean that I couldn't still mentor them outside of it. And to be honest, I lost touch with them. And that's more my fault of just not, you know, staying in contact, just as busy as things have gotten. But yeah, I just felt very disappointed that I felt like I let this person down. I also felt like I led this person on like, oh, you have this job. And now all of a sudden I'm taking it away, you know, right. months later. Um, and again, not for a reason that that was really their fault. Um, and so, yeah, disappointment, um, I guess even even almost like and I know it sounds weird, but almost like an anger, too, of just like, fuck, like I really wanted this to work out. Um, and, and again, the anger is not towards him. If anything, it's more towards myself and the situation in itself. 
Um, it was very confusing and very conflicting and, and many times thinking like, is this the right decision? Right. I was going to say that I felt myself too, like rationalizing it, you know, well, maybe if I do this or we could do training or, but we, mm-hmm. we have the capacity for that. Or, you know, if I take these extra hours or if he does that, like just trying to rationalize it, you know, instead of just kind of accepting, you know, where things were, I feel like because also I think it's also because we're such a small we were extra small then. True. Yeah. So yeah. it's like it was this only like was, four of us at that point. Right. So it's like <laughs> you're like my little person, you know, like it's 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 hard to separate. So do you kind of put yourself going into these situations like separating the personal from, you know, just the work side? What what is your process in that? So that's a great question. Yeah, I very much try to compartmentalize it. I try to separate the business and the personal. And as much as I'm talking about the emotion of it, you know, that's just only human. But once I get in that conversation, I really try to shut off my emotion, which kind of sounds cold, but like I have to just to kind of protect myself and just be very direct and very factual. Like I try to stick to only facts. I try to leave the emotion out of it and just say, these are the reasons. And also to point out to the thing, to point out to them the things that they do well too. Like, so, you know, firing isn't just saying you suck or, hey, you got to go. It's also saying like, hey, you did these things great. Hopefully this will line you up for the next gig. And, or like, I want to be that person to help you find your next job. Um, and, you know, sometimes that goes over well, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but yeah, I think separating it and, and really just realizing that this is a business and focusing strictly on the business aspect while you're having that conversation, I think really helps you not say the wrong things, like say things that could eventually, you know, hurt you in a legal situation. Like I always think in my mind of what if this person sues me, what can then be used against me? Um, And so I'm just always thinking with that in the back of my mind. And so again, why it's just better to stick to the facts, because, you know, the facts will speak for themselves, even again, if those facts are just we're reorganizing, it sucks for everybody. But you know, this is just what it is. What do you feel like got you to that point, though, overall, where, you know, you kind of know now how to approach it, you know, because I'm sure the first time, even though you don't remember, you were probably in there like me. I was just like stuck. Okay, like, hey, (laughs) you know, like, how do you kind of get from that to this situation where you are now where you're like, you know, what's best for the company? What's best for you? Even like what might be better off for that person in the long run? How did you kind of break down that or compartmentalize it to get to a better spot where you are now? Well, I think, you know, the early firings I did, I was working for Sirius. So I was working at another company. It wasn't my own company. So I think that really helped it a bit to kind of be like, well, this is, you know, this isn't really even my decision, you know, half the time. So it's like, all right, I just, this is my job. I have to do what I have to do. And so that allowed me to kind of compartmentalize a little bit. Um, But I think just literally time. It's just, you know, the more you do it, unfortunately, the more you get good at firing people. Like, the more you just know how to protect yourself, you know how to prepare for them, you kind of know what people's reactions are going to be. Um, as you were mentioning, like I am uh, an empathetic boss, but that empathy also comes with, you know, I can read people's body language well. And so it's just picking up on certain things and knowing when and when and when not to speak. Because a lot of times doing these firings, I'll just say a few things and then I'll just sit back and let the person talk. Um, and, you know, just understanding when and where to in- interject yourself. Um and so, yeah, everybody's different. Every situation is different. But the more you kind of go through it, the more you understand how you need to conduct yourself and, and how to protect your company or whatever company you might be working for. Yeah. And it sounds like it might have been a little bit more of a challenge once it became your own company versus, you know, oh, doing the bidding of <laughs> big old XM, you know, like getting getting to when it's just you. 
Yeah, there's no one else yeah. to blame but me at that point. Like, the final decision is mine. So even if I wanted to say, oh, this was Adele's decision, well, no, actually, I'm Adele's boss, so it actually really was my decision. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we've had to let go, you know, somebody even more recently that we were grooming for years. Another person who, you know, was with us fairly early on, and um, we've taken the conventions and stuff like that. And... But at the same time, we were growing in us in, you know, we were growing in this direction. We were growing to the right. And then all of a sudden we realized, oh, you know what? We need to pivot and go to the left a little bit more. And because of that, the role that we were, we were grooming this person for and the role that they had essentially became obsolete or at least obsolete in the near future. And to be able to continue down this new path, we needed new resources. And the only way to do that as a small company was to reallocate budget. And the easiest way to do that, unfortunately, is payroll. And so, yeah, I think that one was a super tough one where, you know, we let go of somebody who not only was very good at their job, was also somebody who was invested in us. We were invested in them. Um, and yeah, because it, it is my company, that one hit really hard, too, um, to feel like, again, I, you know, did I lead this person on? And, and also, when you even take a step back, like, man, I invested so much money into this person as well. Um, even from that standpoint, it's like, OK, did we waste time? Did we do something wrong? Um, even like you were just saying a, a second ago when it came to the other firing, it's like, okay, could we have trained this person? But then when I, you know, had to take a step back, it's like, well, no, we actually need a higher level. Like we need someone who has five years experience and to get someone to that point, you know, that's just not cost effective for us right now as a small company. And so, yeah, like those ones are, I think the real tough ones where, uh, you've been working with someone so long and now you have to let them go. Um, you know, you know, again, just because of the fact that the company's moving in a new direction, not because they necessarily did anything wrong. Yeah, for sure. Like they all come with their own unique set of challenges, even after the person has left, you know, like the, the, the culture now has shifted, you know, one way or another, whether it was, you know, something that the person may have did that may have caused it or, you know, something that we didn't expect to have to do, but have to do it. It's now like, the people that are left behind, even from serious to here, you know, like that, that work culture shifts as well. Too. Well, and also too, like, and I think that's, uh, as I say, like every situation is different. Like the first person we let go was, you know, straight out of college. So like, they don't necessarily have like a family and things like that. Not to say that everybody graduating college doesn't have a family, but like this particular person didn't, but then, you know, this person we fired, you know, had to let go more recently, you know, they have a family and things like that. And that also weighs on your mind, especially as a small company, we get to know each other very well. Um, and like, at the end of the day, like, it's, it's each individual's personal responsibility to take care of their own life. But you can't help but feel responsible Something. when you're the one who's yeah, when you're the one providing them probably the biggest paycheck, you know, coming in, at least for them personally, you know, who knows about their significant others. Um, but like, yeah, when, when you're providing a large amount of the funding for them to be able to live and for their family to be able to live like that's it weighs on you a little bit. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, the people who have left us or that we've had to let go have landed you know on their feet well. But at the same time, you, you can't help but feel responsible, um, you know, for their livelihood in certain ways. Yeah, no, I agree. I guess what was one of the I guess even on DCP or serious um, most challenging was there anything more challenging than that as far as having to let one go? One of the most challenging firings, maybe? Uh, There's probably two more. Like, I'll, I'll go back to series for one minute. Um, there was one time I had to fire somebody um, because I ran a, a few different radio stations. And one of those stations, um, we had people, like, working overnight in the studio and, you know, multiple producers, board operators. And I remember we had this one person who just constantly was, like, doing weird stuff in the studio, that, you know, saying weird and off things to people kind of in a sexual harassment kind of way. Also, just in a regular, just, you know, 
hey, just stop saying that. Like, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even technically put it in harassment, but like they had been told multiple times to stop saying certain things. The person was also like clipping their fingernails and toenails in the studio. Yeah, it was nasty. Uh, and like they had been told a few times to stop doing these things. Um, and I think like the clipping nails and stuff did eventually stop, but some of the comments didn't. So it got to the point where we had to take it to HR and we had to let this person go, you know, over harassment and over these, you know, repeat offenses. But the problem is that, you know, especially when it delves into the harassment area, you have to be very careful about those things where the person who reports them, you know, we don't want any kind of retaliation against that person. So a lot of times, or at least in the situation that I was dealing with, we couldn't actually tell the person we were firing exactly why we were firing them. We just had to say it was some kind of harassment issue. We couldn't say specifically what that harassment was because then they could pinpoint who was the one who complained. But this person then, you know, I say realized, but like they know that I'm tied to firing them. So they thought that it was because they were harassing me. And then I started sending me messages and, you know, asking me, like, what did I do? What did I say to you? And I'm like, I can't say anything. I'm legally not allowed to say anything. HR has forbid me from giving you any more detail, except for the fact that, you you know, there was repeat offenses. You're harassing people in the workplace. I'm sorry, we have to let you go. And so that one was just really tough because, as I was saying before, I love to be honest. I want people to understand and learn, um, you know, as they're getting let go so they don't repeat these kind of situations. But at the same time, I also need to make sure I'm protecting the individuals who are still here or the people who are reporting it. And so it's like it's a really tough position to be in where I just look like the asshole, you know, firing you for no reason, Um, where ultimately I know that there's a reason, but I just have to protect those those other folks. And so, yeah, I think that one was a particularly tough one just because I didn't get to handle it in the way that I really wanted to handle it. But I get why I wasn't able to handle it that way. Yeah, your hands were pretty much tied. Like you couldn't. You had to protect the better interest of those that he had pretty much harassed and went through some things with the toenail clipping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you said there was another one. Yeah. So the other tough one was, you know, here at Sirius. And, and yeah, I had to let somebody go where. Here at DCP? Yeah, here at okay. DCP. And, and there were situations leading up to, you know, this person being let go. Um, and. When I say there were situations, there was, I wouldn't even call them red flags. Like at any other job, this person probably would have already been fired. But because we are such a tight knit, you know, group and, and, you know, a lot of us are even friends outside of just being coworkers, you know, I gave multiple chances. And, and I think the, the biggest chance that I gave was after this person, like literally like, you know, cursed me out in the middle of a meeting. Um, it was one-on-one, you know, so luckily it wasn't, you know, in front of other folks, but, you know, person was literally saying like, I don't, you know, I don't even know why I work here. Like, I don't know, understand why anybody believes in this company. I don't, you know, I, I regret every day, you know, even working here. And so like hearing those kind of statements, it's like, okay, all right, you know, you clearly don't want to work here anymore. Um, and so like that next day after all those things happened, I actually just literally sat back and let this person yell at me. Um, and so I was like, you know, let's just take the night to think on this and we'll talk tomorrow. And so, you know, talking that next day, I literally said to them, well, per our conversation yesterday, it doesn't sound like you want to work here anymore. But that person just profusely apologized. I shouldn't have said those things. I don't, you know, I've just been really down and blah, blah, blah. And so I just decided, okay, I get it. Like sometimes we just have a bad day. And and like I just kind of chalked it up to that, you know, kind of forgetting about all the other flags before that. And so ultimately, I really, ex- I ended up extending that relationship that we had. But then literally a few weeks later, the same things happened. And so eventually I had to let that person go. But because I now let them stick around longer, it made the situation so much worse. 
Um, and so, yeah, not, you know, to not go into too much detail, because again, I, I'm not here to try to, you know, bash any particular people, um, uh, you know, or just, you know, get too specific about anything. But at the end of the day, like sometimes I think as employers, as, as people running our companies as well, you sometimes do a disservice by keeping people on too long when you know that it doesn't fit the company culture, you know, that, you know, this is not in the right direction of where you're trying to take the company. And so as much as you want to be a good person, like you also have to look out for your company, which also involves all these other staff people. So I really feel like what should have happened in that situation is when I initially said, hey, you need to go, I should have just stuck to that. And I think it's trusting your instincts. And, it's, you know, you should get outside counsel and things like that. But I think your instincts are always that subconscious level of picking up on all these flags and picking up on all the the things that maybe you're not necessarily noticing on a day to day. And it's compiling it and giving you that intuition to make a decision. And I think the things that I regret most in my career are when I'm not listening to my own intuition. And that was definitely one of those where I was just trying to be too nice um, and trying to make things work out and ultimately just made things worse by by allowing the person to stick around. Yeah, no, I definitely get that. You know, even though I'm not like CEO, but, you know, just working right, right there. You know, I feel like it's a lot to consider, too. It's not just about the functionality on what it appears to be outside of, you know, like, say, with DCP with us distributing podcasts. It's not just about like, oh, we made a goal. We put out podcasts. Cool. It's so many layers to it. It's the functionality of the team, the cohesiveness of the team with each other. It's the respect between each other and, you know, the op- daily operations is so much to that. So it's like, if there's a person there, there are multiple reasons. Like you said, the company's shifting one way or another, you know, their, their skill set is not there, but then also the company culture or the way that they're impacting it or the, the representation that they're giving as, a, as, we're all representatives of DCP, right? When we're, we're yeah. public facing, it's so many layers to it, you know, that all kind of play a factor into, you know, what fits the overall brand and the goal of what you're trying to accomplish beyond just, you know, creating jobs, making money and, and building your entity. It's, it's many things that, you know, go into that. What would you say are some of the top things you've learned, you know, through coming from corporate to now having your own business and going forward with, you know, having to let people go and just kind of managing the team overall? Um, I don't know if there's there's too many differences. I, I guess, again, it's not really different, but I think there's there's definitely more thought on my end of firings aren't necessarily black and white. They're not just these cut and dry things of like someone did something wrong and someone, you know, you know, someone is great and so hence they get to stay. I think I'm so much more cognizant because I have to handle the accounting and things like that. I'm cognizant of the money factor that goes into it. I'm cognizant of the bigger picture. Like, you know, at a big company, you don't necessarily know where the company is going in a month or a year or two years from now. Whereas when you're running your own company, you're the one setting that tone. And so these decisions that you make for the company also impacts individuals. Um, And so I guess, you know, from a from that kind of spectrum, like I, I have more of a. I guess, internal thought process that I, I go through now in, in understanding and weighing the decisions that are going to be made ultimately for the company and how that affects, you know, who you know is able to, you know, to be on the team. And also that means the hirings that we do, too. So, like, I know we're just talking specifically about firings, but it's just staff in general. Like, how does that, 
you know, how does that affect things? And vice versa. Hey, we have these certain people that are on our team that have certain skill sets. Maybe we should pivot in certain directions to, to be able to take advantage of the skills that we have at our disposal. So it also works in that way, too. Uh, I know you're kind of, you know, asking me specifically on the firing stuff. But yeah, I think it's just given me, you know, more of a focused thought around uh, you know, the team members that we have and how to best utilize them and also understanding when changes need to be made. And having left, you know, SiriusXM, because we, we kind of speak on that a lot and seeing now, unfortunately, what was it, like 475 people, I think, were let go. Yep. You know, what what are your thoughts on that or any, yeah, what are your overall thoughts on, on what's been happening there now? Well, yeah, and, and uh, there's also Spotify, NPR, like Microsoft, Google. Like there's lots of tech a companies lot. that have been laying a lot of people off. And and so, yeah, I guess my, my thoughts on it are – so it's funny. Like as a small business, and I guess any business, but especially as a small business, when you see these firings happen, you you're, you empathize first. I think you – know, I can only speak for myself, but I empathize first with what these people are going through. But then I also empathize with the people who are left behind at those companies because I've been, you know, part of companies when there's a mass layoff happening and now all of a sudden there's less resources and you have to still do the same amount of work. So I empathize then with those folks. Um, but then I also think, you know, as a small company, like, oh, wow, there's all these talented people available for us to be able to potentially hire if we wanted to, whether it be in a full, you know, full time capacity or, you know, bring them in the freelance work. And so it's like almost looking at it as an opportunity to be able to grab really talented individuals. Um, but on the flip side of that, too, a lot of these firings, as you've mentioned, have happened in our industry. And so then it's also thinking through like, man, what does this say about the industry as a whole? And, you know, again, how does this affect us? How does it affect our bottom line? How does it affect, you know, the future of what we're trying to do? Um, and so, yeah, there's a lot of things that I end up going through when I think them through. Because um, I know someone specifically asked me of like, oh, all these people are let go. Does this mean you're going to start hiring everybody? I was like, well, actually, I got to be careful because clearly these other companies were struggling for a reason. I now need to think through why they had to let these people go to make sure I don't make similar mistakes. Um, and again, you know, these are bigger companies, too. So they have resources that I don't have. And, you know, some people are probably, you know, we're probably making a good salary that we might not be able to to you know be able to hit the same mark. So. Yeah, I, I look at them as, you know, empathetic situations, but also as opportunities for us potentially, but also, again, just kind of reading the, the tea leaves of where the industry itself may be going. Yeah, no, I, I 110% agree. Yeah, so, no, I think, um, you know, with all these things, it's never easy. I just, I really want to have this conversation with you because, you know, because a lot of these firings have been happening and, I've actually had, you know, we, I always have this list of different topics that I want to talk on in this show when I don't have a guest. And, you know, the firing thing has been on there for a while, but I just never fully knew how to approach it because, you know, I want to be careful and respectful of individuals whose situation I might be talking about here. Um, and so, you know, again, like you were kind of asking me before, like, do I compartmentalize things like separate the business and the personal you know, very much in how I'm trying to speak about it right now is trying to separate that business and personal. I hope the best personally for all those individuals um, that we've talked about. But, you know, ultimately, you know, in, in each of those situations, we had to let you know somebody go for for various reasons. And so, yeah, it's been a, a tough topic for me to figure out how to frame and how to talk about. But I really appreciate, you know, having you here to, to help lead the discussion with me. Yeah, no, I definitely feel the same way. It's it's really tricky overall because, you know, you do care. You do want to see people do well, even if it's beyond what we're able to do with them them here, you know. And and one thing I appreciate is how 
even after you're always like, hey, if I can connect you with anyone or know any resources that may be able to help you, you know, let me know. Because a lot of a lot of corporate, a lot of places don't do that. They're just like, okay, you know, see you later. You know, so it is tricky because you don't want to come off like callous and like you don't care because yeah, you do. And so you just want to, you know, be empathetic and understanding, but also understanding that business still happens and, you know, things still have to continue on for the best of the company. Yeah. At the same time, it's it's very tricky. Oh, yeah. And and the one thing I'll leave it on, which is, I guess, a weird place to leave it on is to also say, like, yeah, when you let somebody go, make sure that you change all your passwords and you you deny access to certain things or else your Facebook might almost get deleted. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So so we'll leave it there. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Adele, for joining us on Entrepreneur Struggle. And thank you for listening. One thing I forgot to mention during our conversation is that part of what makes these situations so difficult is that you have to go in with the understanding that the person that you're letting go is probably going to be sad and or angry. And so I think it's always best approaching the conversation with that in mind and make sure that you empathize and give the person space and grace to express themselves emotionally, even if that means hearing some hurtful things in the moment. Please remember to check out our show notes for more ways to stay up to date on everything entrepreneurs struggle. Thank you to my producers, Heather Johnson, Brittany Temple, and Mike DuBose. Thank you for the support from the LinkedIn Podcast Academy. And until next episode, stay safe and healthy because the struggle is real. LinkedIn presents. 